When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFC West rivalry, Rams and 49ers. Rams 24-17. The last thing I care about is being wrong. I'm picking the Rams. I am more faith in this Rams offense. Bosa, the sack. No, no. Stafford, this one is picked. There goes Hufunga. Touchdown. Anyone want to change their pick? I'm not changing mine. Terrific catch and run. Ramsey can't bring him down. Samuel, highlight reel. Touchdown. That is going to do it. The 49ers are going to win it. I think it's best in the league. Womp, womp. <laughs> the what? NFL Live curse is alive. Well, what guys. is the level of disrespect hey. that's starting off today? <laughs> well, listen. This is a better way to start this we all yeah. We could have picked the 49ers. We didn't. Uh, by the way, welcome to the show. Oh we just God. hope that we don't pick your team to win. Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, Dan Orlovsky for the hour. Wait, tell me, wait, wait. No one, not, no one felt good about it. don't do it. You, you weren't here. Rams to win. That. Did you can, pick can the 49ers? Can we switch, though? I don't like the segregation. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dan, come over here. Okay. Come on, Dan. Come yep. go over there. Nope, good call. You're right. There um, we go. Hey, later in the show. NFL Live, offensive... where diversity matters. <laughs> Touch my hand. Love it. Touch my hand. ESPN. Touch my okay. hand. Okay, later in the right. show, an offensive trend that Dan is noticing that's taking the NFL back in time. Yeah. Mina Kimes is going to join for that discussion. But first, let's get back to Monday Night Football. I want to keep this orchestra music going. Touch my hand. Rams against the 49ers. We're going to pick it up late in the first. The 49ers throwing 3-0 in the toss to Jeff Wilson Jr. He goes on touchdown. Pretty fired up yards. to break this one down with my guy RC on touchscreen Tuesdays. What a beautiful play design. Great speed by Wilson. In the second quarter, third and three for San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo to Debo Samuel. Leaping grab. I mean, one of the biggest weapons, if not the biggest weapon in all of the NFL. Not great tackling by the Rams, but you see what he does better than anybody. <laughs> Get the ball in his hands. He go make something I special. I feel like we're going to see this on a Twitter video breakdown. Ooh. That play. Yeah, <laughs> could be. Uh, Jerry Rice was a fan. Uh, Ensuing Rams possession. Diamador Lenore gets a free run at Matt Stafford, takes him down. That was the theme, Dan. The front by San Francisco, yeah. but also the blitzes by Danico Ryan, their defensive coordinator, were dominant. 49ers ahead now 17-9 in the fourth quarter. I had regrets about picking the Rams. Why do we point. have to do touchscreen Tuesdays of plays and interceptions that get returned for touchdowns on Matthew Stafford? Uh, because that's how well, it goes. Well, if we stopped throwing them to other people, we wouldn't. <laughs> it's a great play. <laughs> Read Make the screen, the drive it, throw it right to him. He didn't want to. He, he, he got quiet right there. He didn't want, he didn't want to break that one down. Less than two minutes to go. Rams deep in 49ers territory. Yeah. Stafford strip sacked there. And Stafford was sacked seven times in this game. The 49ers win this one 24-9. Once again, we all picked the Rams. We're owning it. Mm. We stink. We'll we didn't be better love it. next week. We didn't love it. Hey, Every the 49ers time. outscored the Rams 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter, continuing an alarming trend for LA that you see there. The Rams have been outscored 44 to 3 in the fourth quarter this season. That's the worst fourth quarter point differential in the NFL. Three of Matthew Stafford's league-high six interceptions have come in the fourth quarter, including that costly pick six last night. So, Dan, what happened to the Rams' offense? I mean, four of their six offensive I'm around. I mean, I, these aren't excuses. They're realities. I did not expect all those bodies to be out, honestly. And any offense is going to struggle in that situation. When you get into that world, and this is what it felt like watching with Sean McVay, um, 
what can we do? You know, you're, you're sitting there going, okay, what can we get to? Now we can't protect it. What can we can we do this? No, our, our guys can't hold up. And and that's kind of the big takeaway. And I know there's a theory of, well, they got to stop throwing it to Cooper Cup. I have my opinion on that. But I would hope that San Francisco's defensive line would dominate an offensive line that was down four starters and four of their top six guys. I don't think it's that simple, though, right? Because you get to make a decision if you're defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan. You get to say, I feel like we can rush with four because they are decimated up front. Or you can say, you know what? We're going to put a whole can of whip on them, and we're going to blitz, <laughs> right? We're going to bring extra people. So not only are you decimated, not only do you not have the guys to go above the X's and O's, we're also going to make you think. And Marcus mentions this all the time when he's talking about the fronts. It's like a basketball team, right? Yeah. All mm -hmm. those guys have to be tied in. Yeah. So now we're going to make you do things make, on the move. Make backups, yeah. right. too. Exactly. And so when you look at what he was able to do, it was take advantage of inexperience, yeah. take advantage of reps. And I thought that was a great adjustment by D'Amico Ryans to yeah. say, we're going to come at you, at you, put pressure on Matthew Stafford and force him into mistakes. And Marcus, you agreed that the O-line was an issue, but you had yeah. a bigger issue with the scheme in the passing game. Yeah, just game. the Tell targeting of Cooper Cup to me was too much. And it be, because throughout the duration of a game, as we give D'Amico Ryans credit for the blitzing and knowing what's understanding, we know Cooper Cup is a high-value high catcher. Like, sure. I'm, that's not the argument. The argument is, at what point do you adjust and you find another way? Because last time I checked, Sean McVay making a lot of money to figure out those things sure. that mm -hmm. you said he couldn't figure out. Maybe stack a different wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Maybe figure out how to get a get a get a alignment that's going to get Allen Robinson open your free agent acquisition. I saw a possession right after the interception where he threw to Blanton, he threw to Skoranek, mm -hmm. he he hit. Uh, Higby, yeah. and he also hit Cooper Cup. Right. I didn't see that throughout the duration hey, of the game. But here's here's my thought. So, honestly, after watching last night, and I've been feeling this way, the Rams have no shot at getting back to the Super Bowl without OBJ. Yep. No shot. If yep. they do not get OBJ, they're done. I understand your point of Allen Robinson because we all had higher expectations. Allen Robinson's legs are gone. They're done. Wow. He I, cannot get open. He's a Marcus, Marcus, his average actually. yard of separation when he runs his routes – is 1.99 yards. That is ranked 144th out of 145 guys. But let me make sure this question. He can't get open. No, legit question, though. So what's the job of the coach where you paid a guy three years, $45 million? If you see a guy that can't create separation, where you got to do it at? Try to alignment. Try to, for, but, but if you're in those games and you're the coach and the quarterback, you're going to try to create separation for a guy that you think legs are done, or you're going to try to create separation for the guy that's proven. What's up? Yes, sir. When you've watched Allen Robinson play as a defensive back, He's never created a ton of separation to me, but he's a guy who's a hell of a 50-50 ball catcher. He's a dude with an extreme catch radius. And if we're going to continue to talk about Matthew Stafford as a guy that could be in the Hall of Fame, you're supposed to be able to put the ball in the places that Blake Bortles put it, that Mitchell Trubisky put it, that Nick Foles put it, that allowed Allen Robinson, who I never thought was about separation, to be a 1,000-yard receiver year after year and after I, and, year. And this is not let – me, let me be clear. This is not – for me – this is not about Matthew Stafford. This is about the guru, Sean McVay. Yeah. You get a screen jump for a pick six because everybody knew where the ball was going. Yeah. It's, it's just as simple as that for me. And I get it. You want to feed your guys that can make plays. But ultimately, Dio, if you have a, any shot 
and getting this corrected, you're going to have to use more they, know, they need OBJ. Yeah, scheme it up for OBJ or maybe who you have on the team. Yeah. But either way, if we're talking about OBJ, later in the show, we're going to hear from a former MVP who makes a case for adding OBJ to that roster, different team. Okay, to the latest details in Dallas, where Dak Prescott had an important doctor's appointment today, mainly checking his hand strength. Can he grip the football the way he needs to at this point with that thumb injury and the recovery? Here's Jerry Jones with more today. It's better. He's uh, uh, going to go out there every day and uh, make progress toward being able to grip the ball. Considering the location of the injury, I don't know that you could make any more progress. Is he able to grip the football now? Uh, No, not well enough to uh, uh, play. We're just starting the week. Let's see how the week goes. Uh, by the way, shout out to 105.3 The Fan for that great follow-up question. Yes. Like, can he actually grip the ball? We check in on our injury report here. You just heard what Jerry Jones said about Dak. Marcus, how important is it for the Cowboys to get Dak back this week? Look, all intents and purposes, you would love Dak to play against the Rams and have some game uh, reps going into this Philly game. But I think Philly is when you get him back, if he can grip the football. Like, I, right. I, I don't even know how you – have him not on the no injury doubt, report, bro. and you can't grip the foot. Like, he that, like hey, five days. That's what I'm saying. That, that able, he's going to need to be right. able to grip it. And listen, Cooper Rush has been just fine yeah. for a while here, so we'll see. Philly. Hey, okay, here's Daniel Jones. He left the game right. with a sprained <laughs> ankle. Dan, if Jones doesn't play, do the Giants have a shot against Green yes. Bay Sunday in London? Yes, because this is a football team where the quarterback comes in third. Number one, it's Saquon Barkley, who leads the league at 5.5 yards per carry. 460 yards total and 115 a game. And then the defense is number two. This is a defense that gives up under 20 points a game. Their run defense isn't great, but they're the second best coverage unit in the NFL right now, like 130 yards a game. Daniel Jones is third. So as long as your quarterback comes in and can kind of play that role, they got a shot. Absolutely. Because of Saquon, because of the defense. Heavy dose for Saquon. Okay, so unfortunate to see Javante Williams go down with an ACL tear and already struggling offense. RC, how big a loss is Williams to that Broncos offense? This is a big loss. This is a guy who's up near the leagues in in yards after contact. He's Mm. number one. That's over Jonathan Taylor. That's over Derrick Henry. And also, you think about a guy that breaks tackles at this rate for an offense that's struggling. Struggling, You need that type of player. It's a good buck. I just wanted to be quick on that. Dak ain't finna play. I know. Yo, that's why he said he can't grip it. Jerry don't want Dak to be able to grip it. Dak shouldn't want Dak to be able to grip it. You know why? Because before I come back, Cooper Rush gonna lose the game. I'm, I <laughs> need no, him to Coach, lose one. I, I can't it grip it till they Stop lose. It. As soon as they lose a game, oh my are you, gosh. Hey, are you trying? Look Started. at the Are you I'm trying to make yeah, controversy yeah, 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 here, yeah, you he crazy is. person? All right, we're just getting started on NFL Live. You crazy Everybody's person. been raving about this Eagles <laughs> offense, but is it their defense that's the real unsung hero? We'll talk about the complete of this Philly team. Plus, more to come on Touchscreen Tuesday with these guys. The 49ers were just too much for the Rams last night. RC and Dan are going to tell you what made the difference on offense and defense. I can't believe you're trying to say that Dad needs to be worried about Cooper Rush. What are we doing? Hey, two of those Jerry didn't want him back. (laughs) Jerry made his thumbs Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Our week five Monday night football matchup is an AFC West rivalry game between the Raiders. Got their first win of the season on Sunday and Patrick Mahomes and the three and one Chiefs. Eight Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes and the ESPN app. Our coverage begins with Monday night countdown at six. Let's read and react to the news around the league today. And in Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett named the starter this weekend against the Bills. Mike Tomlin addressed it today. Listen to this. In an effort to be better, in an effort to score more points, in an effort to move the ball more fluidly, we decided to go to Kenny in, in the hopes that he would provide a spark for us. Um, you know, we felt that um, um, not only in terms of our ability to move the ball, but just in terms of energy. And so hopefully... Um, that's a catalyst for us as we try to move forward and change the outcome of some of these games, man. RC, can you pick it with a couple rushing touchdowns? You yeah. like the move? To go ahead and go with him? Yeah, in an effort to not get me to pick it in front of the Southside Stadium in Pittsburgh, this was a decision <laughs> that needed to be made. When you look at this team, it was instant energy, but also a confidence at the quarterback position we were not seeing from Mitchell Trubisky. And once you realize that the present isn't going to get you where you need to go, it's time to build for the future. I think this is the best move for now, but it's also the best move to get your young future franchise quarterback ready under some really adverse conditions and it didn't seem to phase him even though he mm. threw interceptions it was a moment that didn't seem too big for Kenny Pickett. Yeah you heard the boost that Tomlin was talking about yeah. you saw that with Pickett mm. some Yoda-like wisdom there from Marcia. <laughs> I love it. Let's go to Philly where Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense has gotten a lot of love for the team's 4-0 start rightfully so but how about the Eagles defense we're probably not talking enough about them they lead the NFL in sacks and takeaways they're only the fifth team since the 1970 AFL NFL merger to lead the league in both those categories through the first four weeks of the season. So, Marcus, why has the defense been so impressive? Defensive line, this front is phenomenal. They're big and physical with the drafting of Jordan Davis. We all know Fletcher Cox, who I think is headed to Canton. Hassan Reddick signing, had two forced fumbles, uh, like two sacks, two forced fumbles, and Sweat who when everybody, when they signed Sweat, everybody was like, what are you doing? This defensive line is a menace to whatever team they're going to play against. They can stop the run without adding people to the box, and they can get after the passer with the best of them. I guess Howie Roseman said, hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was fit when I won that Super Bowl. I went and got some more people. By the way, I think you should take credit for whatever that was. That was me, that Neil. Was That's silly. Silly. I know. I want another one. I want, also... another, I want another stadium celebration like that, Boogie. Okay, cool. This D-line may lead them there. don't make us pay for that. Yeah. 
All right, we all wondered how Patrick Mahomes would account for the loss to Tyreek Hill. So far, he's done it by spreading the ball around. You're still distracted right now by Meek Mill. On Sunday against the Bucks, all three of Mahomes' passing touchdowns went to running backs or tight ends. He's thrown nine touchdowns to those positions this season. As you see, there are four more than any other QB. Dan, how did the Chiefs' offense attack Tampa? Well, they Sunday? took Tampa Bay's deep, best defensive player, not only minimized them, literally took them out of the game. What they did was put some of those big tight ends in the game. And when Vita Vea was on the field, they threw the ball. When Vita Vea was off the field, they ran the ball. One of the reasons why they had success in both of those areas. This is brilliant by Kansas City. It's also a little bit of a forewarning issue from that Tampa Bay defense. Is teams are going to pay attention to this and try to replicate that. It's a copycat league. Tampa Bay needs to understand that. Teams are going to try to understand when Vita Bay is on the field, we're going to throw the ball to their perimeter and make him run and minimize him. When he's off the field, then we feel a lot better of running the ball up inside. Yeah, something to watch for sure. You know what else you're going to want to watch? is something that Dan has coming up that he's noticed about offenses. Sending the NFL back in time. Dan, give us a little teaser. It's coming yeah, up I next. know it's 2022, but we're kind of going back a little bit to the early 2000s. Something that's happened in the NFL that's going to shape the rest of the season. Woo! This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jet's Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jet's is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back. New on NFL Live, this coming your way from Adam Schefter saying that the Colts All-Pro linebacker Shaq Leonard suffered a broken nose in addition to the concussion he was already diagnosed with after Sunday's game. So we will keep an eye on that as we get ready for more. All right, every offseason, coordinators around the league made huge adjustments to take away advantages their opponents had the previous season, right? So this year, it was a plan to counter two high safety looks from defenses. Well, Dan's been scouring the tape. One month in, he has some answers. What'd you find? Well, remember two years ago, Roddy, we started talking about the pre-snap or at-the-snap motion that was happening about the NFL, and that's taken off. And then last year was really about that two-high safety defense and teams struggling with it. So paying attention a little bit more to the first month of the season, what's going on? So right now, quarterbacks are struggling on first and second down versus two-high safety. When they play single-high safety, it's easy. The ball doesn't go over the middle of the field lot. You throw it outside. QBR is at about 59, almost 60, versus too high on first and second down. The QBR is at 47. Big difference. You want your quarterback to play better. So then defenses realize, okay, well, if they're struggling, we're going to do it more. Look at this. In 2020, two seasons ago, two high safeties on first and second down was 18% of the snaps. Right now, every other snap is with two high defenses because quarterbacks are struggling or so much less productive against it. So what are offenses doing against it? So if you look at first and second down, 
in the shotgun, the average play gets you 5.7 yards. That is the lowest since 2006. Defenses are so much more aware of it. So, and quarterbacks right now, coaches are putting them under center. That's averaging 5.3. So I'm getting just as much production from under center on first and second down as I am in the shotgun. You're seeing more quarterbacks, no matter really who they are, go underneath as far as uh, running first and second down offense in comparison to the years of the past. A big thing that's helping their offensive line, it's helping their run game, it's helping quarterbacks be way more explosive on first and second down from underneath than in the shotgun. So my big question for you is, when I'm underneath as a quarterback, for a defensive lineman, what, how is that different on first and second down now yep. than when I'm in the shotgun? First of all, play action is available, and it's the toughest thing to defend. Like, and as a defensive lineman, you have more of your playbook at your disposal under center than you do in the shotgun, sure. right? Like the way we go into a meeting during the week is we have personnel groupings. We have a certain set number of plays that they run out of that personnel grouping. Yeah. They have a tendency slide where your tendencies are on first and second down. When you're under center, everything is available to you. You got Bigger, zone right? stretch game, you got play action game, you got screen game. Toss. So as a defensive lineman, and RC, I know you're going to get to the back end. As a defensive lineman, you now have um, uncondensed your ability to run whatever you want to run. I've opened when, up the barrel. When you get in shotgun, it's only a few things they do. Yeah. Look at the back depth. It's the, it's the back on the side of it. And even in protection, I, I tell y'all this all the time. When the back is set away, usually in shotgun, we know what yeah. the protection is. So I used to always have these conversations with offensive linemen. And when we were in under center in, compa- in comparison to in the gun, they would always say that their ability to sell the run was so much more realistic because they could just fire off the fire football off the more. Yep. The ability for a quarterback, like when I'm under center and I'm running play action for people at home, you know, like when I take the snap, I literally get to hide the football we don't from see you. It. Yep. Right. you. You have no idea whether I'm actually handing it off or not. Wearing the gun, it's just catch and I flash the ball. You guys all still see the football on defense, yeah. you know? Well, it's not, it's not necessarily even about what we see. It's about what we can anticipate. And hmm. Marcus mentioned how the playbook is so condensed once you guys are in shotgun. It also allows me to relax. It also allows me not to react to every single thing. When you're under center, you have so much you can do and so much looks the same, Yeah. right? As far as like just sticking the ball out there, I can be late. I'm not rushing to the run. Is that run. different in the gun for yeah, you? Yeah, I'm not rushing to the run because I'm like, oh, you're going to get four yards on the run? I don't care. I'll react late. I'll put a cap on the defense. I'll give us another blade of grass to defend. But when you do have the stretch runner available, when you do have ISO, when you do have zone, now we are triggering as cover two corners. We are yeah. triggering as down safeties. And all of those things change what you can do the other thing is this the amount of play action you can do and the type of play action opens up the route tree right right when we're getting a straight drop back from the shotgun things have to happen quicker so much opens up when you turn around you have an opportunity to elongate the play and also your time in the pocket so Mina Kimes is joining us today on an off day. <laughs> Mina! This is such what a important conversation. And I knew you weren't going to be able to stay away. She could not resist this. This literally is something that we love on this show. Mina, I, I want to know specifically, as you hear the trends that Dan's pointing out and the numbers that yeah. back it up, is there a team that needs to exploit this? Yeah, I think everything you just described, all three of you, explains perfectly why the Bengals' offense has struggled this Mm. season, especially in the beginning of the season. Mm. Um, It comes down to a couple things. They can't run the ball well, and when they're in the gun, 
Defenses have known Joe Burrow is going to pass it, so they're facing a lot of too high looks, which, as Dan said, limits what you can do on offense. Something that I've been tracking with the Bengals or paying attention to is that percentage, the amount of times he's in the gun and how it's evolving over the season. So I actually went back and checked. In week one, Joe Burrow was under center only 3.8% of the time. Week two... 16.7. 16.7. Week Ooh. 3, 22.8. Week mm. 4, 25.8. It is going up yeah. exactly because of what you described, which is they recognize the run game and the pass game need to look more like each other so yeah. we can get some of those tasty single high looks. Yeah. That's how you get those go balls to Jamar Chase coming back in this offense. This is, this is, why, I, this is why I love this. That's love why I, so I mean, what just an always have something. Uh, boom. <laughs> Self-scouting, right? They're self-scouting. They see what we see. Yeah. I want to ask you this. So, if I'm an offense and I come out and I break the huddle, no matter my personnel, right, and I'm under center versus in the gun, like if I'm in the gun, you know, offenses, we have these check with me's, right, where you hear alert, alert, or Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm looking into the defense and going, what are they doing? I want to get get us into a better play. Mm -hmm. You guys, if I come out and shock it defensively, do you guys have moments where you have check with me's where, hey, you're well, under gun, we're going to check to a certain defense? Well, it's not necessarily that you check to a certain defense. It's the way that you now play the defense that is called. Now, when you get your check with me's if you go spread, right? Right. You guys get into empty because we understand how you can exploit certain right. defenses. But when you're in shotgun, now the play changes. If I'm Marcus Spears and I'm in shotgun, what I'm going to tell Marcus is you tackle the run on the way to the quarterback. Absolutely. Right? Whereas if you're under center, much like Mina is saying, that looks alike. You are essentially blocking me as I'm figuring out if it's run or pass. Whereas if you're in shotgun, I'm right now, I'm off the ball, I'm attacking you. Whereas if I'm coming down the line here in a zone or something like that, now the defensive linemen have to play the run. The linebackers have to play the run. Did you ever read guys' stances, like offensive linemen's stances, gun to under? (laughs) Absolutely. And they change because the the one dynamic is I, I always liken this to the Denver Broncos in my time in the league, right? And we used to always have a difficult time trying to determine if it was a bootleg or if it was a zone stretch. That was one of the hardest things (laughs) in football. But the problem you had as a defensive lineman, you felt like you were playing the block so long, right? So when we – like, you see it now. Quarterbacks run bootleg now or they do rollouts, it's a defensive end right there staring in their face. Like nobody's closing down the line of scrimmage anymore. When you're in our formation, to your point, Dan, when you hide the ball and you get in a zone stretch look, you have no choice but to chase and be late to a bootleg. So that's one of the things that have changed. I know we're getting to Dan. Dan, I used to make tackles for loss from the middle, from of, the the middle field. of the field. Yeah. And, what, and what changed that for me was elephants on parade. Yep. When, you <laughs> saw, you when you saw the offensive let's, lineman let's show in, a, in a – Let's show right? So, let's parade. Show, right? so, so you're, playing, you're playing the zone or you're playing – You guys got to do it here because it's right, okay, come you're, on, yeah, come you're on, playing yeah. the zone or you're playing the boot, right? Yeah. When the ball is snapping, they start moving to the zone, this is how it looks. It looks like that in run but, and in pass. But from underneath. Yeah, from underneath. From underneath. Right. And so, so as soon as they turn their bodies yeah. and they start going this way, you don't know if you're getting the stretch that right. way yep. or if the quarterback's going to pull, pull it back here yeah, and man. get out. But for that, now the defensive end has to squeeze. Now if I'm the middle of the field safety, I either have to move laterally yeah. or I have to wait. Yep. Right. That was hmm. so difficult to play. But when you back here at shotgun and y'all doing all you that clapping right. and all that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to chill. And I right? can see, go I can, here. I can see even as a defensive lineman, right. I can see all your action. Yeah. While I'm playing yeah. the play, that, right? That's why I think like we're starting to see even some of the older quarterbacks get under center more and more. I, so one of the reasons why you play two high safeties is it forces me to be very patient as an offense. You said four yards. I got to drive the length of the field. I'm going to make a mistake. 
One of the things, MK, can you could talk about this too, is I don't see a lot of early down shotgun explosive plays from offenses right now. What I do see yeah, more yeah. of is the only way to create explosive plays, 20-plus yards down the field, is on early downs, i got to put my quarterback underneath center yeah. and utilize some play action yeah. or get a chunk explosive in the run game because mm-hmm. you are playing that too high stuff. God, the NFL is so freaking cyclical. It makes me sick. Uh, well, right? I'll say there's one exception to the shotgun thing, and I would say that is the Miami Dolphins because the amount of speed, speed they have yeah. is oh. so unprecedented yep. and because what Mike McDaniel is able to do to create deception even without his quarterback under center. But they, to me, are the exception. It's no coincidence that right now the most efficient offenses in the NFL are the ones that are good at running the ball. Philadelphia, right. heck, of teams like Detroit and Detroit, Atlanta that nobody expected MK, to be great coming into this season. Yep. MK, Detroit's the team that yeah. kind of tipped me off on this when I was watching the tape because I yes. remember Jared was oh. such a heavy gun guy in L.A. and I'm seeing him under center so much and I'm going, Whoa, 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 whoa. And I, that's mm-hmm. what tipped me off. Yeah, the but Detroit Jared, game. but Jared. The play action game. But yes. He got to a point yeah. where he started to excel with Todd Gurley, and that wasn't yeah. the team for sure. that was heavy shotgun. For sure. Right? Yeah. That team was, was under heavy. center. That team was totally. under center. Under yeah, center. Yeah, as much as things change, they end up reverting to me. I've been telling point, y'all cyclical. that teams need to run the football. They stay the same. <laughs> and, and you know what? Apparently the entire <laughs> there NFL it is. listened to Swagoo. <laughs> They're like, the D lineman knows what he's talking about. That's what the about him. Yeah. Good to see Nina, you, Nina. Great to have you. We'll see you later in the week. Coming up on NFL Live, Aaron Rodgers spoke with Pat McAfee about bringing Odell Beckham Jr. to Green Bay. Is it the right fit? Swag is going to tell us what he thinks next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Sunday NFL Countdown Crew has you covered for week 5, 10 a.m. Eastern. And the Monday Night Countdown Crew gets you set for Raiders Chiefs, 6 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. Let's get to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers said these games where the Packers rely on heavily on the run game, passing game, kind of an afterthought at times, not sustainable. His QBR has been unusually low for him, too. So maybe there's a need for more help at the receiver position, and OBJ is interested, apparently. Here's more from Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. Well, Dale and I have been friends for a number of years now, and so we keep in, in contact, uh, you know, often. We talked... Uh, at you know, various times over the years. And obviously with a player like that, you, you're always uh, hoping that there's a, 
a time where you can figure things out and play together. All right, so OBJ tweeted about Rodgers Sunday. He said, AR is too fire emoji. Honestly, bro <laughs> makes it look effortless. What do you think about this? Does it make sense for OBJ to join Rodgers in Green Bay in that offense? It makes a ton of sense. And, you know, usually where Aaron Rodgers has been, and we talked about this yesterday on, on the show, is explosive. Yeah. And they have not gotten out of the gate fast. Like, even though they're having success offensively in totality, I think Aaron Rodgers' expectation is way beyond what they've been able to do. And we know that he's used to hitting the home run ball and having a guy that not only can create separation but can dictate to defenses on how they want to cover him. And I don't I, – I just – I honestly don't believe yet, and he he has that guy. I think Dubs is becoming that guy. Yeah. Christian Watson may turn into that guy, but right now, and that's why it's so important every time we talk about Green Bay, we talk about them in the context of a Super Bowl. And OBJ would change the complexion of this offense because of what defenses would have to do and pay attention to him being on the field. Yeah, you know, we don't know exactly when OBJ would be ready, but when you yeah. think about the timeline there and even just, you know, maybe sometime later this month or even a little bit after that, is that okay? Like, you think the Packers can kind of continue what they're doing now, even though Rodgers is saying it's not sustainable until they can get a player like OBJ? I believe OBJ? they can because of him. Right, like yeah. right now, the Green Bay Packers are in such a luxury spot because you think about if you had a quarterback with unknowns in this particular situation. Mm-hmm. We all talked about they will be fine because Aaron Rodgers plays quarterback, right? And he's going to make those plays and those throws. But now when you start talking about OBJ, and I think, I think you should shoot for the end of this month or November if he's ready. Because as you move forward, as you try to create seeding, as you try to figure out this offense and how it's going to look when you implement him, by the time you hit the playoffs, like the Rams did, they had a clear plan for Odell Beckham Jr. And if Green Bay can get to that point, if he goes there, like this is hypothetical. I know, the funny thing, like the Rams need him too, right? And there's plenty of In the worst way. Right. But, But if we're talking Super Bowl, if we're talking Aaron Rodgers and listening to what Aaron Rodgers is saying from an explosive standpoint, if they get Odell Beckham Jr., they become the immediate favorites in the, in the uh, NFC. All right, as we've showed you during this show, more NFL Live is on the way, but Aaron Judge is chasing 62. He's one for four with a single in this game. Will this be the moment that he makes history? Aaron Judge at 61 home runs, tied atop the American League single-season leaderboard with Roger Maris. Judge one for four. Hernandez throws hard. Ground ball is short. They go the short way and that'll do it. So unless the Rangers tie it and force extra innings, Judge will have to wait till game two. Not quite it. That wasn't it. All right. Either way, we'll continue to keep track of what Aaron Judge does as he looks to chase this history and 62. For now here on NFL Live, we get to Dan and RC. It's time for Dan and RC. I'm in my zone. This is actually my favorite day that we've ever done this. Kevin Byard may have picked off Dan's two favorite quarterbacks in the last two weeks. Thought we were close. So DBs like you can't put hands on me at the line of scrimmage. I don't know what the hell they're playing. (laughs) He's actually where he's not supposed to be. Condensed splits, big posts, tutties. This what they wanted. This what they get. I'm in my zone. 
Hey, listen, we're not waiting to get to 62, but what we are doing <laughs> is bringing you Touchscreen Tuesdays. And now, this is not our favorite day. I have to talk about Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator of the Rams, and Dan actually has to say that his guy, his bestie, Matthew Stafford, didn't do what he was supposed to. Second time, but we got to start with San Francisco's run game, okay? So what I'm going to do, make sure that I get to the perfect play at the line of scrimmage. You see Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo right now starting to communicate. I want to bring motion because one of the things that I've been taking advantage of with this LA Ram defense is the ability to get the oh, ball. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, all on right? the perimeter. So as soon as we start to move, right, as right. soon as you see the wide motion, you're going to watch the backer boss over. And what that means is he's trying to leverage the formation right. because he's expecting something flowing to the outside here. Exactly. I've taken so much advantage of tossing the ball to the perimeter. Now, I talk about motion or at the snap motion. The advantage that I have now is I have one, two, three, four, five guys play side RC where you only have one, two, three, four. I automatically, because of the motion, have the advantage. Right. Here's, the here's why that's important now, right? Because this is going to make Bobby Wagner move laterally, right? He's not moving vertically. He's not attacking the line, which could allow a double team to get to him, and that's something that's after and the that's exactly what I do. wanted. I know your two best players on defense are Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner, certainly in your front seven. Right. The angles that I've created because of the motion, I've got a block on the perimeter here. I've got a block on the perimeter here. I can slice my guy backside, and RC, you just said it. My double team right now is leading into that block on Aaron Donald. I got a double team there that's going to go up to Bobby Wagner. allows my guard, and I know that Bobby Wagner is flowing because of the right. toss. Now, now, the other piece is what? Right, right. Bobby Wagner obviously is trying to flow to the toss crack, but also Taylor Rapp. Before the snap, he saw the negative split by Brandon Ayuk. Yes. The first thing that makes me think is crack, right? So in thinking crack, because I want you to... Because you think I'm going to toss the ball exactly. outside. Exactly. Yes. I want, to, I want to put my right shoulder into the cracker so I can crack the cracker, and now this allows me to fit the run if it is a toss. But here, by them going up the field and getting north and south, I am too wide to insert in the, to insert in the run if I'm Taylor Rapp. And the beautiful thing is, we talked about Bobby Wagner. That was that backside line yep. that started two or three yards over. He now has flowed so hard over this play. Look at all the Rams that I've left outside and created this massive. Now, here's the last problem, right? If I'm Jalen Ramsey, I have to understand. First, understand the split. By the negative split, I can tighten my alignment. Also, the depth if I'm playing zone. He needs to be right off of Brandon Ayuk's butt so he can be the crack replaced, which means as Taylor Rapp is cracked, now Jalen Ramsey's inserted into the run front, and that helps, and that puts him closer to the ball, and maybe he gets an opportunity to stop the back as he gets up the field. I love the fact that I used my toss to design that cutback lane and make sure that I could double-team Aaron Donald all the way to Bobby Wagner. Right. So this is the pick six. Not my favorite play of the night. <laughs> so I'm going to motion my tight end up here, and your safety's going to match it. i got to get my screen perimeter game going to Cooper Cup. Now, here's the first thing. Talanoa Hufunga is playing absolutely out of his mind. He is mentored by a friend of mine named Troy Palomalu. This is not just about the hair. The first thing he does that's intelligent is he's on a different level than the corner because he understands the corner needs leeway. He also needs to be able to move over and under any pick that is set up by the formation. So I know it's man-to-man -man coverage, so Tyler Higby's getting matched by safety. All I tell him is this. I want you to widen towards this corner, and all I want you to do is when you run, get in his way, because this guy's responsibility, at least that's what I'm telling my quarterback and my tight end is, he's got to go because that's your man-to-man -man guy. Now I want you to watch the flow. So as the flow goes out, you're going to see Hufunga. Watch the left shoulder of Tyler Higby. He's also going to recognize that now Cooper Cup is going behind the line for a screen. Marcus talked about this earlier. Against any other team, if I'm the DB coach, I am dog cussing Hufunga because he is not supposed to come off his coverage. But if you the Rams, who you gonna throw it to? 
Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. And we all know that. And so does Tyler uh, Noah Hufunga. That's a beautiful job by him defensively. I want to ask you a quick question, okay? Does this mean that they're going to pass this off up here? Because the corner in Hufunga, he drives. It's right. man-to-man coverage. Is he technically like Kevin no, Byron no, no. last this, year? No, this is just a play. He's exactly where he's not supposed to be. Yes. What you want here is Hufunga coming off late to make the tackle and have the inside of the flow and the pursuit get to the ball carrier. This is just a play made with knowledge, experience, and understanding. So great play by the defensive player, understanding tendencies, yep. breaking off from his rules to go be a football player. Now here's what we know. Every now and then we get up here and we might strike out. But today, Dan, I don't really feel like we did. I feel like we hit this one out of the park instead of Unlike Eric Can you and Michael Irvin oh. get my gaps right? Nobody knows what you're doing. It's so weird. Dan, Dan keeps getting left hanging, too, or somehow, like, the dap goes wrong. I wonder whose fault it is. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about the 49ers, the force to be reckoned with that they in the NFC. Why Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We've had fun watching these two teams go at it. They just don't like each other. Goodbye, touchdown 49ers. The story defensively for the 49ers is the blitz. Oh, what a catch. Samuel, highlight reel, touchdown. This one is picked. There goes Hufunga. Really impressive night for Kyle Shanahan's team. Man, the 49ers were on fire on Monday Night Football. Their defense pressured Matthew Stafford 17 times last night. Their most pressures in any game over the last two seasons. Their defensive front has been wreaking havoc all year as they lead the NFL in sack percentage and rank second in pressures. 23 of those pressures have come from Nick Bosa, the most by any player in the NFL. Bosa was asked just how good this defense can be. I think it's best in the league. Um, that's kind of our mindset every year, and, and this year we have the personnel to do it. Not not that we haven't in the past, but um, just all th- all three levels is elite players. Um, so it's a it's a group effort. Mom, <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, Dan, we're a month into the season, and this 49ers defense has impressed you. Why? They don't have a weakness. Um, looking at, a, at their defense, one, schematically, there's nothing that I feel, I, as a play caller, you're like, oh, I can take advantage of this. They certainly don't have anybody that you, any person that you feel you can go after, you know, because they rush the heck out of you. They got linebackers that can put their face on you, but also run sideline to sideline, yeah. and they can cover. Guys, uh, there's two defenses in the NFL that, as a play caller or a person, I would not want to go against. Dallas yep. and San Francisco. Mm. Yep. And... I was looking at like their play, and I reached out to Hembo for a little bit of a number. Right now, they were giving up 0.84 points per drive. That's a pretty good like way to assess how good a defense Goodness. is. 0.84. That is the best number since the 2000 Ravens. It's crazy. Defensively, wow. oh, Lord. that is a defense good number, right Dan. now. Good number, Hembo. That is outrageous to have to go against because you don't have any confidence about schematically 
or personnel, what can you do? I love this front. But them two linebackers are straight get after it, dude. Like, the conversation for a hey, yeah. like, they're so mean, too. Like, they so, right. but, so but, mean. But, but are you talking about lineman, Warner and Greenlaw? Yeah, Warner, so Warner and, and Greenlaw. As a defensive lineman, it's it's like watching like everything you want in a linebacker. <laughs> One, the physicality in which they take on blocks. Two, the ability to cover and the speed in which they close. Greenlaw made a play on a toss last night. I don't know where um, he came um, from. Block. Yeah, it looked like he shot up out the ground. And then just was, then I think this shit, yeah, this shit right here. He it looked like he just respawned. Yeah, he right respawned. But, but here's what, here's, and, and look, highlighting the linebackers, here's what you have to understand about when you have linebackers that can run, right? As a defensive lineman, you can be wrong. Mm. You can have conversations with them. Hey, man, I'm going to take the back door. You can't do it with all of them. I'm going to take the back door. You cover me. You play front side of this block, Mm. and I'm going to play the back side. So if I'm getting a zone, like we said on Elephants on Parade, or we getting a toss, right? right? You'll try to go beneath the block. I'll tell Fred Warner, hey, man, I'm going to back door this. You scrape over top. top. He's fast enough to get over the top. And the fact that they can do that in the run game, it really changes the dynamic of those interior guys. And I'm going to probably do a tape on that. I have Ooh, a, can't wait. I have a homeboy, and every time he gets into an altercation, he always goes, I'm just trying to figure out where my win is. And what he means by that is, <laughs> oh, he kind of, his arms are long, so I might have to get inside. Right, or I know his hands ain't that good, so I'm a wrestler. Yeah, totally. So when you're playing the San Francisco 49ers, that is the job of the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Where is my win? And the win isn't in people, right. and the win isn't in X's and O's. No, we're talking about a defense who could be, it's certainly on track right now to be the best we've seen in the NFL in two decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's turn it to the offense, though, for San Francisco. Because, I mean, the other big piece of the story is that Jimmy G has not missed a beat. It kind of feels like we forgot about that a little bit. Are you surprised that he stepped in this way? Absolutely not. Like, he's been doing the same thing since he's been there. And the other thing is, too, we're acting like it's been years since he's done it, and he quantum <laughs> last year. It's a Trey Lance's body, right? right. Like, no, he he was here. New right. He's a guy that's been to a Super Bowl. Right. He's a guy that's been to an NFC championship. And Kyle Shanahan understands how to play with him. The problem would be this. If you they all of a sudden had Tom Brady and then Jimmy G had to play, now you got to change something. Right. Or if you had Patrick Mahomes, you're putting in a guy who's done what he's needed to do for this team to win for years, and he's picking up where he left off. Yeah, it's interesting to see maybe how motivated And they probably better with him than they are with Trey That's Lance right problem, now. That's the problem, right? Okay, time for one more thing before we go. Hey, we saw Aaron Judge trying to get to 62. He didn't do it today. He'll get it tomorrow. He did play high school football. Guys, 72. 17 touchdowns his senior year of high school. What, where's his high school in? Which state do we know? California. California. Man, he's six, hard to six, bring down. Bro, that boy, bro, bro, he's playing little kids. Look at them kids. He looks like a man, a, a man it's among a boys. Thing. He looks like a... Uh, hey, listen, I'd like to see him play football <laughs> still, but I think he made the right choice playing baseball. Anybody? Yeah, he's going to get $400 million. Well, he's about to get $600 million probably after this season. He got 62 to get $600 Well... He hit 62, he's getting 62. Yeah. That does not change it. It's <laughs> one home run. It How will that change it? It's it's it. Bring it it's an American League record. Come on. I want Judge to get these 62 so bad. Yeah, Do you on. think I'm going to negotiate differently because I got one less home run? Hell yeah. I want 62. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>